I'd like to take a minute, so just sit right there and thank my buddy Steve Ale for sponsoring the Chad Duke Show today. Steve, thank you, my dude, and a Friday show, no less. If you would like to become the presenting sponsor of the Chad Duke Show, just go to chaddukeshow.com, click on that Donate tab, slide us a C-note, and if you do, you can be featured right here prominently. you got a small business you'd like us to plug, or your Instagram, or what have you, or just say hello Whatever it is, we'll do it. Just like Steve Ale, who was responsible for paying one-fifth of the internet bill. Thank you so much, Steve. We appreciate you. And now on with the Friday jocularity. Friday, Friday, galaxy on my day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's Friday. The weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slags. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's in a rubber house in a rotten underwear. Hallelujah. Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? 12 hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hope Pill. Alpha. Delta. Yeah. Dukes. Dig it. As far as a time off off, I think the new one seat in the clubhouse, I think I'd put Adam McNair next to anyone. Neil from Grand Slam Barbecue, though. Mm. You remember that? Uh, remember that Rams Chiefs game we always talk about? I'm familiar. Yeah. It was like, I think it was Monday night or Sunday night, and they went like 52 to 49 or whatever. Yeah. I guess Bills Chiefs in Arrowhead last year during the playoffs is a better comparable. That's McNair and Neil Papalakalakalaka. I've never seen two people. I mean, and it's not like they're in Ocean City, you know? They're always someplace. It's like a massive plane ride away. Uh, maybe I'm a little jealous. I suppose I'm a little jealous. I don't know. I get the 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 sorry, can't make it. I'll be back in town in four weeks from McNair. Yeah. In the, hey, you know, we're doing Fortress Film. I'm like, what? Four? Okay, but... Two weeks ago, you said two weeks, and now now I'm getting another. Dude, st- my, my dude takes a three-week vacation, and I've never. Have you ever taken more than a one-week vacation? <laughs> never. No, I've never even thought about it, because I don't, honestly, there's something about it that doesn't, and I don't like it. Like, I've after I've gone for a week, I feel very irrelevant. Like, I feel like, oh, wow, the, what, the world really does just move along, and it doesn't really, it, even at your job, it doesn't matter. So after a week, I'm kind of. Ready to get back. I'm not, this is not a criticism, but I just saw a, um, I was opening up my computer and getting ready for the show, and I saw a Facebook post from him that said he is in Whitefish, Montana, which uh, looks gorgeous, by the way. Um, but I was like, Jesus Christ, he was in Montana last week. He's, he's two weeks in Montana. Why is, 
is Montana trendy now to go to? Oh, it's just beautiful. I, it's always been trendy. Like that's a lot of like. Uh, there's a King of the Hill episode, which it's all about what happens in Montana, Wyoming, to a lesser extent as well. Is that you get all these celebrities that you know they live these lavish lifestyles and they want to kind of quote unquote get back to nature, but their way to get back to nature is they buy like you know a hundred acre horse ranch and yeah. fucking you know build a giant goddamn glamping site out there. Henry Winkler, I believe, is the annoying celebrity in the uh, King of the Hill episode so i think that i'm not accusing that of adam by the way um i just think that it's uh you know it's sparsely populated and there's giant rocky mountains everywhere so uh yeah i just think it's a destination i mean look all the pictures i've ever seen in montana says oh you know that i mean i'd be huffing and puffing right obviously but uh i mean it's it's, it's gorgeous and there's got to be great fish in there and there, all the good things but I guess a bunch of Californians started moving there and started messing things up. Well, or- Californians seem to be moving everywhere is what it sounds like. Um, Texas, uh, Arizona, Montana, Wyoming, they're, uh, they're, they're getting out. Um, I would also say that if you want a, a really good – I wish we could play it here, but because we're on Spotify and iTunes for the Friday episode, we'll get all fucked up if we try to – play a song that I want that this is this is the part that defeats I think the purpose tour like I understand like if you're using a song for production or you're using it for a way that you're going to try to eventually make money yeah that you know the 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 person that makes it gets a cut but I literally would like to play a song right now to give a good example of uh the way people speak about Montana but I can't because we'll get claimed by whatever the algorithm is on iTunes and Spotify and then they'll take the fucking episode down uh, so I'll just tell you about it. It's a song by Coulter Wall called Bob Fudge. Uh, check it out. And uh, it's about a guy that's driving cattle and he decides to stay in Montana. And it's, a, I would say, a haunting song. Um, but there's a very, very poetic line in there about Montana and how beautiful it is that I think applies to what we're talking about. But that's that's neither here nor there. You don't have any interest in going out to out west, they say? West is a little... F- I, it's it is a, 10 minutes from Arlington. It's a little far, honestly. And then the... I don't know. The, the people out west are, are odd because they start watching football at 10 a.m., which is... Dude, I can't recommend it enough. I know it sounds pagan. It, it sounds really weird to me. I'm with you. Um, but when we were in Phoenix, here's what you got to understand about Phoenix, too, is that there's no um, daylight savings time, which is great. They're like, fuck y'all. Right. Like, we, we're not doing this crazy shit that everyone else does. Go fuck yourself. And uh, I respect them a lot for that. So it used to be... Then football start at the beginning of the season. Football starts at eleven a.m. Okay, and as you move throughout the season, it starts at ten a.m. Because us over here, you know, mouth breathers, right. we start fl- fucking with the time and d- d- pretending like it should be dark all the time. I don't understand. And then screaming the kids, the kids, um, and they're like, "Hey, fuck you! <laughs> we got palm trees, we got desert. Uh, they don't have a rain. Uh, we don't know what humidity is." Um, dude, we would go out. My wife and I, we would go to. We would just. We would hop from Bloody Mary Buffet to Bloody Mary Buffet oh. because football's on at brunch time. So you get there, and by the time the second game rolls around, it's 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 noon, one o'clock. You're hammered. You get all fucked up, and then the the late game starts at four. So by the time you're like, you know, you'd watch twelve hours of football instead of it being one o'clock in the morning like it is out here. Yeah, it's still a reasonable hour, so you can actually go to bed. You can get fucked up all day. Go to bed and still wake up at a reasonable hour on Monday. Um, I know it sounds awful, but I'm telling you, I loved early football when I was out west. That is a it, that's a compelling argument. I don't. 
a lot of the soccer people in the U.S. they just they just wake up, they go right into it. Sure. I don't know if I'm gonna wake up and and turn it on immediately, going right into it. I, I kind of like the 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 build up of till one. Oh, till I'm 1 with PM you. Where I, it's like, okay, what what bets are we taking? You know, what, what, what there's are we a like ritual to, too. Yeah. Do you get that tingle in the Bozak right around noon? Oh, I'm like, okay, an hour away. Right when they flip from like the superfluous bullshit, we need to fill time pregame shows to the oh, we think we're Saturday Night Live. Here's a bunch of really bad jokes and pre-production pieces. Like the pregame show, I used to look forward to that Fox pregame show as much as I look forward to the games. Yeah. And it's become such a caricature of itself now, and there's just so many people involved and so many people on the set, and it's all it's all just horse shit but you can tell and they're like all right we're an hour away we need to start taking this seriously there's like a tangible feeling and then you're like oh did i get my fantasy team started oh right. let me check for any last minute injuries oh i knew i i thought i placed that bet on thursday but let me make sure that i did the line might have moved like all that stuff starts happening and if you're having people over to the house like they start showing up with like all right i brought pizza and i brought beer and it's like oh let's make sure the tvs are all turned on with it it's uh, I'm with you. Like that's great. But if you, I mean, I know you don't have anybody, but one day, <laughs> one day you might have someone. Um, if you're not doing the big, hey, it's me in the house of happiness, like watching football, I'll be like, it's just me and my and my chick, dude. Going out, getting credit for going out for brunch because you know how women are with with brunch. Yeah, it's for whatever reason, it's their favorite thing in the world. It's a weird. Hey, this is a little vortex for me to get blackout drunk. Yeah, and for some reason, it's okay with with all women. It's the one common ground I have with women is that whenever whenever a woman's like, "Let's go do something," it's a sacrifice for us. Right, like it, it's not what we want to do. We want to we want to be- beat off and play video games, and get drunk and talk shit. Like it's all the same. Guys are kind of all the same way. Yeah. Um, but if she's like, "Do you want to go to brunch?" Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Now, they'll, t- they'll take you to some corny places, and they'll take you to some places. You need to put on a golf shirt. Like, oh, Christ. But, um, they'll take you to some places with some narrow staircases. They're no all shit. thin and hun- chairs. And uh, buildings that were made in the 1800s where people <laughs> weighed 110 pounds. Um, yeah, I've been to some of those places. Um, but the good thing about Phoenix was every sports bar had a Bloody Mary bar, and they had French toast, and they had fucking – we used to go to Ch- – remember Champs? Champs, I don't, I don't think there was yeah. a Champs at Fair Oaks Mall. I think they're all gone now. But Champs was kind of a eh, mid-grade sports bar. But dude, they had this beautiful set of pancakes and fucking Belgian waffles and all the they had, uh, chocolate dipped strawberries. My wife would get a big plate of those. They had a champagne bar. They had a fucking Bloody Mary bar. Um, they had they had three different kinds of mimosas. Like, and you would just sit there and you're like, football's on at ten o'clock in the morning. I'm eating delicious breakfast. I'm getting hammered on Bloody Marys and a Champs. And you're like, this shouldn't be. This is too nice for to be here. Um, yeah, so there's bo- there's two sides of it, is what I'm saying. I uh, shit, maybe I'll have to try to give that give that thing a whirl. Then I mean, it, you'd have to travel someplace where it would apply point. too. You know, that's the only problem. <laughs> but if you go out, like if you go to California um, with an aching in your heart, like it's they're going to start at ten immediately. I think right because they're three hours behind. Yeah, three hours, and then we get the one 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 p.m. starts. <sighs> yeah, so. Um, I don't know. Oh, did you see the uh, speaking of football? So I'm talking about uh, the. What do you think of the uh, Bengals, the the white unis? It's I can't believe how much people are kirking the fuck out. Well, this is a the 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 white tiger Bengals helmet edit. White tiger. It's been floating around the internet for every bit of a decade. Every bit of oh, would the these would be so icy if the if the Bengals did this. These would be so cold. Why don't they they do this? And they're doing it. A- yeah, and I'm sitting here like. Okay, I remember when they did the color rush uh, jerseys in like 2017 or 2016, and they had the all white jerseys, and I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good look for the Bengals. You know, it's not their regular white 
uh, top black pants and, and red uh, orange helmet. Now it was the all whites. I'm like, oh, that's that's a pretty clean look. And I can't remember. Maybe it was like the last. I, I don't even know who was manning the quarterback of that sure. team. But everybody was saying, just add the white helmet. Just add the white helmet. This would look great. We'll see how it looks on the field because it is a, a, a good-looking helmet. The idea itself is cool because of white tigers. You know, it, it's a pretty cool animal. Any any regular animal that has a, a different – like the when you see the, the ultraviolet panthers that, that are just dark as the night, right. saying, that's a pretty cool animal the purple too. lobsters. All of them. Yeah, it, it, cool. it, they're all cool when you have a kind of a variant. Andy Dalton was the quarterback. Oh, that's you were, right. You were Th- thinking That's exactly of. what I'm thinking of. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback in 2008 for the uh, – he came in for 12 games. Carson Palmer got hurt. By the way, we sleep on Carson Palmer. If you go back and look at some of his – I put up a tweet the other day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some cartoons. I don't even know why – I think it's because I got the NFL Blitz 99 machine in my basement. So every once in a while – like Warren Moon – is the quarterback of the Seahawks in 1999. That, to me, feels like it was a million years ago. Um, Warren Moon was. In 90, I don't know, maybe 99 was a million years ago, now that I'm thinking about it. But um, I, I kind of started going down a rabbit hole of, of looking at quarterbacks and when they played where. Like, Tony Banks played with the Ravens and with the Redskins. But um, Carson Palmer has some cartoon seasons. Uh, a couple with with the uh, the Bengals, and then a couple. He's got one with the Cardinals that you just forget about. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Anquan Bolden was there. I think we had that conversation. That was the I was that Fitz one of, was yeah, there. Yeah, Fitz was there. Um, and I'm I'm trying to think of the B that was on that team at that point. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't know why I'm bringing that up. Oh, the Bengals. One of the things I like about the Bengals and I always have is I'm always embarrassed by teams. Um, the Ravens did this when they first came out. Instead of putting like a Raven on the side of that, like you're not called the Ravens. Right. It's a pretty cool name, right? It's pretty cool. If they, if they weren't purple and Baltimore and white trash, it would be better. But um, they, they put, if you look at the original logo that was on the side of the Ravens helmet, it was the crest of Baltimore, which is that stupid Maryland flag. And then the letter B, right? Yeah. The commanders just did this. When when you have a quote unquote cool name or the name of something where you could put a cool picture and you decide to just put a stupid fucking Times New Roman letter on the side of your helmet, it's just it's the dumbest thing it's in awful. the world. I hate it. And that's why I think my two two of my favorite helmets are the Rams and the Bengals. Because the creature, they don't just have a picture of the creature on the side of their helmets. Right. Their helmets are the creature. They are the yeah. Philly's, Philly's almost got that with the they're wings. They're close. But even then, like an eagle, like, yeah. that thing. They used like, to have the full eagle on the side also. Descending down, like, that thing. <laughs> Why wouldn't you put that on the side of your helmet? I don't know. I've never. Have you ever seen the? Have you ever seen like the 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 professional teams and the all of the logos that they've had? And you're like, yeah, yeah. That logo in the in 1956 kicked a ton of ass. It's just yeah. the, like Detroit. The, the Detroit Tigers had a couple awesome Tiger logos in like the 50s and 60s, and now it's just that lame D. Yeah, it's terrible. But in that, the, that's like baseball. Baseball's font. old and terrible, and they that's they do. Everyone just puts a fucking letter on their like the the, the, the Washington Nationals. It's just a, all right. Which curly W are we going to put on here? Another curly W in the not too many curly Ws this year, are there? Um, Am I killing you with? <laughs> ah, Dave, I haven't had a reason to say that many times this year. Take a look around the stadium. There's no one here. <laughs> uh, 
I guess we could just retire if we want. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, the Marlins are coming to town. It's just going to be me and you. I feel bad for them. They've had to call really bad baseball in a while. There's Lavero <laughs> tweeting snarky things in the press box. Fuck that guy. Byron Kerr! Um, <laughs> That's for an audience of one right there. That's for an audience of one. Um, Another curly W in the books is something I have a need to say. Like 30 and 60. Yeah. Charlie was always good to me. I have I have no bad things oh, to say fuck. about Charlie. Um, they're 30 and 60. What the fuck are we doing here? What a waste of time. You mean I got to travel to Cincinnati this weekend? I'd rather die. Oh, good boy. Um, what were you talking about? Uh, logos. Right. Uh, the white. I saw. The problem is too, though. Tor. The the the, the jabronis, the nerdniks are so good at Photoshop now that yeah. it's like the the Bengals try to they put out this teaser where it's like they, they it's like all shadowy helmet they haven't shown it to you yet, and I hate all these cock teas. Like everything now is a cock tease. but I get it. You know they drop they got they got. How much free press did they get up because they're going to put a white helmet out? Oh, a ton. Um, but then all the guys do all the Photoshop. So you already see exactly what it's going to fucking look like. Right. There was a helmet back in the, I want to say it was the 90s. There was a, a uniform combo where it was white uniforms, but it had the the orange and black stripes, like right up, just like about a two-inch piping all the way up from the bottom of the pant to the shoulder pads, and then the bright orange helmet. And it was fucking, it was cool. Like, it was a cool-looking getup, so... I like the fact that they're fucking around with these uh, uniforms this year. Did you see the uh, the Texans uh, red helmets? I did. They look uh, good, man. They look good. And I, I think for the most part, all of the, the helmets that they're bringing back, it was the stupidest rule ever when it, when it was, I was, was so really, stupid. Was it somehow like it was supposed to fight concussions or some shit? Yeah, players are only supposed to use one helmet. It's off. Like, the, the helmets are the same. It's it's an incredibly violent sport. So if you really, you know, it, they're not. it's not a huge correlation between whether or not it's the same helmet every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think they've they've done very well this year with all the the, the new helmets. I think, I guess I'm excited for Atlanta's. Uh, they'll get smoked 31 to 14 in them. Uh, but it is that is what it is. But people are it, you, you give them one, and now every team has to. Have. I saw yeah. I saw a uh, an edit for a possible all blue metallic uh, Panthers helmet. Like oh, we need this now, and we need this now, and every every team is trying to get in on it. Which they should. It should be cooler. And they're going to do it. Like, the problem with the NBA, as I've always said this, and this is an old man take, but it's my take. I, a lot of times, there are so many different variations of uniforms that you have to sit for a second and be like, okay, all right, there's there's LeBron. So it's got to <laughs> okay. be the Lakers, <laughs> even though it's his, like, Los Angelinos, and he's wearing an orange uniform. Like, Ugh, you know, like, okay, all right, who, who do I recognize on this? All right, that's Luka Doncic. So... Okay, I could figure out what state we're in. Um, but no, I'm with you because Utah will roll out some crazy oh ass. They're the leaders neon. in the clubhouse. They stink. They're. Dr I think and it's because they know they're so boring. Usually, yeah. you know, they have a history of being a boring franchise. I mean, it, you're like they roll out a, a neon jersey, bright neon green. I'm like, what is this? And then Minnesota has a bright neon jersey, right. and then the Mavericks also have that weird fade bright neon jersey. The so. good thing is too, though, the NFL. If you fuck up. All you've got to do is go back to your throwback and everyone blows a load. I mean, yes. and the, be the best example of this is the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers had the craziest fucking uniforms in the league for a while where they had the chrome 
face mask with the with the alarm clock fucking yeah. font and then you're like what what are you guys going for right now and then they just go back to the work done mike allstott jerseys oh by the way they signed tom brady and everybody blows their fucking loads give me the pewter give me the pewter or the the straight up dreamsicle well they're gonna do that but i think it's gonna be it's creamsicle by the way oh, young man creamsicle. um dreamsicle is i think that's a red white and blue situation I'm not sure. There's something. The Dreamsicle is a product, but the ones you're thinking of are the the, uh, the Bucko Bill Creamsicle uniforms, which I'm a big fan of. The powder orange. Uh, I look. I like those as well. All right. Oh, I'm way off. Yeah. What's a Dreamsicle? It's it's nothing. Oh, it doesn't exist. It's. I, I thought for sure it did. There's a a Dreamsicle band. I think. Oh, I thought it was an ice cream product. I was. I'm mistaken. Uh, do you want to hear uh, two disastrous quarterback seasons for the? Uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals? Sure. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, in 2002, John Kitna started 12 games, Gus Farratt started three, and Achilles Smith started one. Um, Achilles Smith only started two games in two seasons, 2001, 2002. So that is, um, that is a calamitous threesome right there. And then in 1998, Neil O'Donnell, Paul Justin, and Jeff Blake. <laughs> My goodness gracious. They got some rough seasons. And then uh, 2020 is a bad one, too. Joe Burrow, of course, got hurt. Then it was uh, Brandon Allen and Ryan Finley. I remember oh, thinking no. Ryan Finley might be a decent quarterback in the league, and uh, he, he was not. So um, there's that. I can't get I can't get uh, uh, trapped in the in the wiry backup quarterback anymore. You're holding the clipboard. Use your brain. Ken Dorsey was doing. always the one that got me because he was like so lean and tall. And I'm like, oh, he's going to come in and kill. He's going to go do well. And he did, did not. The the Jared Stidham boom. I a lot of people all in. The card industry really went crazy for Jared Stidham. I never got it. Yeah. All my people in Boston were trying to tell me about it. Never understood it. D- he wasn't anything. And I think they gave him a bunch of chances, too. Like, yes. I think I think Belichick really wanted him to work out. Um, just real quick before we move on, the the part of the, the conversation. The, so the, the, the Texans are, you know, if you're having a conversation of the worst franchise in the league, they're in it. Um, and they, they're probably it. Um, unless you're talking about controversy. And then, of course, it's Commanders. And then it's uh, Cleveland. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whatever, uh, but, but I mean, Houston's had their own they, the whole the Deshaun Watson thing and the whole we got to hire Levy Smith now because we have all this controversy. Um, you got to be able to be objective, Tor. You got to be able to, even if you don't like something, or even if you don't like a team, or even if they're not doing anything well, you got to look at something and say, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And so the 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 Texans put out this this bit where they're like, "Hey, check out these red helmets, and if you'd like to see them in person, here's a link for tickets." And uh, I know they're the Texans, and they're going to win two games. Yeah. But the helmets look cool. They just do. Um, And there's nothing wrong with them. And the beating they were taking in the comments section, the flogging that was happening, I'm like, you guys aren't being honest at all. Like, you can say these helmets look cool, and this team will still be a bag of fucking shit. Right. The Cowboys have uniforms. I fucking hate the Cowboys. Like, I, I hate them as much as I hate anything on the planet. I hate their fans. I hate the organization. I hate the stadium. There is not one thing I like about the Dallas Cowboys. They've got a uniform where the helmet is white, and they've got a big, like, blue star, but not too big. It, it looks somewhat understated. It's, it's, it's a throwback uniform. They wear it a lot on Thanksgiving. It's sharp as hell. Like, it's a, ver- it's a very clean look. And every time I see it, I'm like, damn, that's a nice-looking uniform you know i can say that and i hate the cowboys as much as i hate any sports franchise that exists um 
So I just think that that's a good thing to be objective about, um, even if the team is a, as the kids would say, a dumpster fire. It is a clean look. They, You've I, seen I, it? Yeah, I've seen it. And I, I like that they're starting to move away or slowly move away from that weird light blue, grayish color, and they're just going more navy, more white. Keep it cleaner. Make it make it better. I don't like the the really the tricolor. I, I know they still wear it, and that's right. their, 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 it's going to be incorporated. But I need less of it. The less less shiny pants. I, I, there's lots of shiny pants out there, um, but I I also have a soft spot. One of the, I think one of the most hated looks in the history of the NFL is I, re, I remember the Cowboys did this and the Patriots did it. I don't know if anyone else did. Someone can correct me. Back in the '90s, they would put. The logo on the shoulder pads, huge. <laughs> so the Cowboys had these two giant stars on their shoulder pads, and the Patriots had these crazy gaudy uniforms that had the Patriots logo, that stupid fucking 90s-looking one, on the shoulder pads coming forward. Um, and the second you see it, you're like, ah, the 90s. <laughs> like, yes, take me back. It's so much fucking easier back then. Um and I, it, it, that kind of evaporated as well. I, I would rather teams though take chances. Like when the when the Falcons did their whole fading from red to black joint, and everybody lost their fucking minds and they're ugly. It's like those look pretty good to me. I don't know what everybody's fucking problem is. I with thought those. they were okay on the field last year. I, I thought yeah, they, they look good. I thought they looked fine. Nothing, and a matte, yeah. matte anything. The 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 the, the Vikings matte purple it's helmet a that they have now. Better. Wow, is that great? Any team you root for, you want them to bust out that matte fucking. And, and being a Titans fan, like I feel pretty lucky. The Redskins, was, it was always so miserable because when they would walk out there in those fucking burgundy pants and the white shirt, and they were the only team that wore white at home. It was them and the Cowboys. Yeah. Nobody else wore white at home. And it's like, oh, God, it's the burgundy jerseys and the white. Uh, the, no, the burgundy jerseys were always dope. Like, yeah. please, God, wear those. More of those, please. The year that Gibbs was coaching, they wore the burgundy on burgundy, and I was, I was oh, stellar. shooting loads everywhere. Everyone hated those. Um <laughs> But it was white jerseys and the burgundy pants. I'm like, oh, it just looks like a fucking 70s Cadillac commercial. Like, of <laughs> the Titans, um, all three, of, like they've got a bunch of different combinations. They all look good. Yeah, like, they the, fixed it. The dark blue on blue. Maybe it's because Derrick Henry looks so cool and the, the shield and the fucking. Yeah, but your, your boy Jeffrey Simmons looks looks. They all look sweet amazing. Yeah, they got some cool looking uh, guys out there. That uh, But the, the, the blue on blue and then the, they got the powder blue on the powder blue. Yeah. They have different combinations of all of them. They do a really good job. No, the Titans. The Titans have it right. And then with the mat, I, I draw back and think, how did Jacksonville mess it up? How did Jacksonville not just go straight mat with that awful half and half helmet that they that they broke? I out a tried while ago? something, you know. Yeah, didn't I, work. God, they they. I just felt they they went one step too far. Sure. If you took it one gear back, we might be thinking think a little different. Jacksonville's one of those teams. I swear to God, toward they never got it right. Like I, if I were them, I would consider. I think there's Jaguars in in Florida. That's why they named that. I think about changing the whole thing because the color combination is atrocious. They've never when it was just the the, the silhouette of a jaguar leaping on the side of the helmet yeah. that looked awful. The big fucking maybe they need just to go to a J on the side of the Whatever helmet. That, I have no idea. They had that chocolate chip cookie looking jaguar on the side of the yeah. helmet. That's what I always thought it looked like. It. it I don't know. They've never gotten it right. I'm thinking black, white, and kind of a a, a a teal. Yeah, make that work. Other people, other other teams can. You probably could figure out a way to make that when they when they wore the when they were in the when it was uh, Yannick and Gakway and fucking Jalen Ramsey and like that goddamn crew on that defense that we talk about that team all the time that had the fucking Patriots dead to rights. I think it was in the divisional round or was it in the conference championship. I think that was a conference championship. Um, they had a black on black combo that looked pretty goddamn sharp. So I, I do think that if you're better. You can convince people the uniforms look better too. Yes, hundred percent. Which is strange. I mean, people in Boston th th still think that the Patriots uniforms are good. 
Um, the red ones they just changed to are yeah, the, those, those are amazing. Those are, but for two, 20 years I felt like nah, they're, they're, they're very underwhelming. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they look particularly good at all. Um, I know you brought this up at the beginning of the show, and it's something that we have been kind of, uh, you know, covering ad, ad nauseum for some people. We haven't gotten any complaints, but I understand that. Um, to talk about one movie as much as we've talked about Top Gun Maverick seems to be somewhat ridiculous, maybe a little bit superfluous. But they keep breaking records and they keep making news. The latest is... Have you seen Titanic, by the way? I have seen Titanic. I mean, it's crazy all the shit you haven't seen and you see. What, what, uh, under what circumstances did you see Titanic? Maybe like a family movie night or something. I, I, remember, okay. I remember watching it and being like... this. You saw, is- you saw the broad naked and with all your family around? I think so. It was a little awkward. It, it, I... You didn't paint any of them like one of your French girls, did you, after that was done? <laughs> Thank God. That would be really awkward. I just remember sitting there thinking, this is the movie every, all the, all, everyone's crying about? Uh, not us. Um, you know, the ladies. And that's the thing. is like If you can get... I feel like dudes are kind of dumb and we're willing to... I like that movie. I need to go see it again. Like we, We'll plunk down another 15 bucks to see a movie we just saw. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't feel like women do that as much. And because Titanic was able to get women to go see the movie over and over again and then drag us to it, uh, that's how it became the biggest movie at the time of all time. Yeah. It's not anymore, of course, but um, Top Gun Maverick has just passed Titanic as Paramount Pictures' highest-grossing domestic film uh, in its initial run. Paramount is responsible for some pretty big fucking movies, and, of course, this one is somewhat of a unicorn because it's a sequel based 35 years after the original when most young people have the attention span of a, a dust mite at this point. I think we can all... I mean, even people my age, you know, like it's fucking... You have, if you've been looking at a smartphone for over a decade, it's going to impact what your attention span is. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, seven weeks after its theatrical release, tour, I went home last night and I fired up On Demand and there sits Jurassic Park Dominion and there sits the black phone. Those are movies that are in the theater right now. Right. You think, they, by the way, both of them came out after Top Gun. You, you think Top Gun was sitting there? I, I can't imagine no. it was sitting there. No. Uh, 601.91 domestic. Domestic. It's out earned uh, global. I mean, uh, it's Paramount's biggest movie of all time. Um, and Titanic, of course, was. It's. For me, Tor, it's easier for Titanic to get there than it is for Top Gun to get there. Because every single person on Earth knows this, well, in America, knows the story of the Titanic. Everyone's kind of obsessed with it. It was a romantic story. It's Leonardo DiCaprio when he's fucking jailbait. All the women love that. Um, it, Top Gun is, you know, a, a fighter jet movie. You think, all right, teenage boys are going to go see a fighter jet movie. Well, it's about a 57-year-old dude. Flight. Well, all the old men are going to go see it's unbelievable. Um, of course, that was the late 90s. So it's you want to say ticket prices are different. There's inflation. But we're still coming off the... I mean, there's still people walking around and wearing masks outside in Fairfax. Still just driving in the cars with them on. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Howard Stern's been out of his house in two and a half years. So it's like the pandemic is still affecting society. Um, and yet it's not affecting the ability for Top Gun to do this. Uh, Paramount Pictures, by the way, tour has been around for a hundred and... 10 years and so that is a pretty 
amazing achievement. So uh, congratulations again. And if you, I don't need to say this, but uh, it's worth seeing a second time. I've seen it two times in the movie theater, and it was uh, just—it's almost more fun the second time because I knew what was coming, and there was no anxiety. Like the entire time I was watching it, the first time, I'm like, oh, they're gonna—they're gonna kill Maverick, and yeah. so fucking Rooster can take over. But um, that's not the case. That is not the case. It's a—it's—it's it, it's weird to be part of the the word of mouth movement for this movie yeah it, it feels we were in from the ground up yeah the ground level rather i don't know if i've been a part of this with with a with a movie i mean i guess end game was pretty a lot of people were talking about it cultural phenomenon all that this this movie feels different than yeah. that uh just because it's one movie and it's been spaced out so long so you kind of gotta you gotta say hey have you seen the original then no okay well you you, you just still see this, and then sure. you go watch the original, then watch this one again. It's also it's a bit of a clumsy analogy on my behalf, but um, it, it's like if you have a bunch of kids and they're all losers, and like you're trying to fucking like come on, man, like somebody, and then like one of them is, you know, homecoming king. Hey, what if you become an engineer, please? Scholarships, <laughs> going to law school, um, like Old Henry, I think is one of the best movies I've ever seen. In my whole goddamn, you know, my last year of my life, I said, please. Please watch this movie. It's a, and no one want, no one wants to be put on. Like nobody wants you to tell them what to do. Oh no. And it, and, the, and there's like my brother, God bless him. Like if I say, "Hey man, you'll like this." Fuck you. Like, <laughs> he gets mad about it. You know, he won't do it. Um Have you ever caught somebody uh shazamming or, or uh, a song that you were playing because they didn't want to ask you? Oh, 100%. <laughs> it happens all the time. It's like, I, hey, I do it. I'll do it too. It's like, hey man, this is my Spotify. Like if you just want to ask, I don't give a fuck. And I've never understood that because, like, I, uh, I'll, 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 I think the reason why I'm more annoyed towards when someone tries to put me on is if they have a bad track record. Yeah, I won't say who, but we all know who. <laughs> Fan of radio. Um, <laughs> well, it's just he's it recommended so much dog shit to me that every once in a while he'll be like, he's claiming now, by the way. And I can't. I don't want to bust his balls too. Much. I've been too mean to him this week. I love fan of radio. He's trying to claim that he put me on the terminal list, and I'm like, "Hey, bro, come on, man, get the fuck out of here with that shit." <laughs> but even with terminal list, which is a big fucking hit, like I, I, I had to grab John Norman by his old man cheeks and say, "John Norman, watch Terminal List. You'll fucking love it." And then he texted me last night. He's like, "Holy shit, it's one of the best TV shows I've ever seen." Like, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yes, it is. I don't. I'm not going to recommend some shit to you. <laughs> Lord. I've never recommended shit to anyone, Tor. If I come in here standing on a goddamn box, it's because it's epic. It's because it's fucking genre-defining. That's why I feel uh, old Henry. I won't stop fucking blithering about it because I want more people. I don't get any money for it. What do I get? I don't, I, think, I don't think you give me any, any real stinkers. I, I No, or, because... Or, or at least... We, we've disagreed on some stuff. I've but. come in <laughs> here and I've said, hey, I think this is a fun move. Like, Eraser. You know, I'm not gonna come in here and say, Torben, this is a great movie. But like, hey, this is fun. The one the one that we disagree on that I really still think you have some hang ups about is Heat, um, which I think is a perfect movie and you didn't like it. Um, but I think I think I think there's some things in there where you're you you were not gonna allow yourself to like that movie. I think you're you're right. Um it wasn't it's it was entertaining, sure. but but there were just parts of it where I was not uh I think fully satisfied. Sure, I get that. Um uh, but it, it, anyway. Uh, Top Gun keeps making money in the movie theater, which is the big deal. It's like people continue to first time. I, Josh Sroka just saw it last night for the first time. 
Um, because people got kids, you know, and people got wives and people got lives and things are going on and maybe they're dealing with illnesses or moving or some shit, but like people are still going to see it for the first time. And still people are still going back to see it for a second, third and fourth time. I would leave it in the fucking, I honestly would leave it in the theater all summer. Like just leave it there until fucking late August because you really think minions, minions will run out of gas in the next two weeks, you know, black phone, by the way, hit a hundred million dollars, right? Crazy story there. Crazy story. $18 million it cost to make that movie made $100 million. That's sitting at home, by the way, on demand. I'm, I'd still go see it in the theater if you could. Uh, just not with Matt Lawson because uh, Tor made that mistake. Um, he was a fine movie partner, but it was... Uh, you guys have some differences on who said what to who. We did, and then yeah. he he sat two seats, maybe four seats away, which, right. which was good. But, you know, I knew there were going to be some reports back. Before we move on from uh, cinema, I wanted to bring this up because it's so obviously true that i'm surprised that it's even news but um so joe dante is the uh guy that um directed gremlins okay okay and he's made he's a guy that doesn't really hold his tongue all that much but um he was doing a uh an interview with the san francisco chronicle where there was um I think there was like a, a double feature coming out. You could go see Gremlins 1 and 2, whatever. Um, there also, there's a new Gremlins cartoon coming out called Secrets of the Mogwai, which I will not watch a Gremlins cartoon, but I'm sure a lot of you will. And I know that uh, our buddy Brian Bustees will be somewhere shooting it into the ceiling fan because uh, something happened with him and the Gremlins, man. That guy is all the fuck in. But he brought up something that I, I, I think everybody knows, but maybe they just don't acknowledge... Um, Here's his quote, and he is talking about uh, the longevity and why Gremlins... Gremlins came out in the 80s, right? There's no reason for Tor to know anything about the Gremlins. Um, but it, it lasts. People are kind of drawn to that movie. I think it's also because it started popping up at Christmas time. It's one of those movies like fucking Die Hard and Lethal Weapon where people, stupid people, endlessly yeah. debate whether it's a Christmas movie. Um, here's his quote. Quote, I think the longevity of the films is really the key to one character, uh, and that is Gizmo, who is essentially acts like a little baby. Um, which brings me, of course, to the subject of Baby Yoda, who is completely stolen and just out and out copied shamelessly, I would think. Now, I actually watched the clip of him saying this, uh, and he's kind of smiling, right? It's possible he's just busting balls. Yeah. But you know what they say, Tor. A lot of truth is said in jest. Uh, an enormous amount of truth is said in jest. I think he believes this, and I think the reason he believes this is because it's true. Because it's 100% true. And it always baffles me that I see all this Baby Yoda shit, and I'm like, you do realize that that not only, that not only is influenced by... Oh, he looks the exact same. Dude, it's the same creature. <laughs> I want to kind of hug this little the, kid, the way, this little guy. The way they pick Baby Yoda up is the same way they pick fucking uh, uh, Gizmo up. Look at his little belly. You just want to pick him up by the yeah. right there. Right, because because if you want people to like your show, put one of these things in it. You know, big ears, walking back and forth like this, like no knee joints. Big eyes. It's the same shit. <laughs> it's the exact same shit. Holy shit. Looks the same, acts the same, and if you if you listen, if you go and listen to them like making noises and shit, sounds the same. Right. So I'm not even really hating. I, I just think that it it should be acknowledged. Like there was a song that came out by Lady Gaga that sounded exactly like a song by Ace of Base. Nobody made her take the song down or give the money back, but it should at least be 
brought up, and we should at least acknowledge it. Yeah, uh, Harry Styles got caught up in it with his last album. I I shouldn't know this, but I do. Where people <laughs> at least you can acknowledge it. Found each song that he put on the album and found a song that was basically exactly like it. And I know that music it's it's not infinite. It's not. It's something that it, no. it, it is finite, and you are going to get overlap. Go listen to the Gambler, and then listen by Kenny Rogers, and listen to how many songs sound exactly like the Gambler. It, yeah. So we we know. And producers know, and the music industry knows what a listener likes. So there's going to be some definite, definite layover or crossover. Uh, but when it's that direct, you kind of got to say, "Oh, okay, that's why I like it. This is this is this is why I, I, I am I am this into that album because I've heard these songs before. I've heard it. it sounds like it sounds. This song sounds like a Paramore song. Like it, most it's kind song. of interesting because you get the debate on. I mean, hip hop. I don't know if they sample as much as they used to tour, but in the '90s and in the early 2000s, it's like every single like movie theme song, every single TV's theme song, and then others. Like I don't know how many people think that um, the the sample on "I'm Coming Up." They think that's. Uh, Mo money, mo problems by fucking Diddy and yeah. Mace and goddamn, uh, and and some of it is good. Maybe where you're like, okay, you're introducing the original song to a group of young people. But I never picked up on any of that. I had to then go back and hear the older songs and realize, oh, they just ripped this off, right? And that's why I like this. But at least the rappers and the producers they have to pay royalties to use those songs. I mean, if you're just ripping it off. There's, there's a good amount of just ripping off Look, and taking it, and you, you go, okay, sample, but... Here's what I can tell you, bro. Sometimes yeah. you don't even realize you're doing it. I, I've written a bunch of songs, and there are times where I'm like, man, this might be the best song I've ever written. And then I go back, and I listen, and I'm like, well, that sounds a lot like... I like that song a lot. I just, I think maybe I just fucking was completely overwhelmed, but I don't know. I, I know that I've spoken to a lot of people that write songs, and a lot of times they're like, well, we'd like to do a cover of this. Well, we don't want to pay royalties. Well, let's just write a song that sounds just like it. Like that conversation, I've heard that happen. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. But the, but Grogu and Gizmo are the same fucking creature. And by the way, it's not lost on me. I always thought Grogu was a stupid fucking name, which it is. It's a two-syllable G name. Don't think that's a fucking coincidence. One of the uh, one of the bro dogs. He's got a couple. I think Grogu shirts. He's a huge Mandalorian oh, fan. Jesus, what is going on in this I, house? The, the two of them are really big Star Wars fans, and all, they like all that all that stuff. Yeah, um, they like they like Solo. <laughs> they, I told them because I'd heard it. Did, uh, they, did they like Last Jedi? They were, oh, what a good movie. They were watching Solo. I'm like, hey, this thing's gonna stink. And they're like, no, no. They, they watched the first episode. Tor, you're wrong. It was good. And I'm like, hey, how, how'd it go? They're like. That thing fucking sucks. Yeah, of course it sucks. <laughs> Last Jedi is the worst movie I've ever seen. I mean, I th I think the Batman is better than Last Jedi, which is a very difficult thing for me to say personally. Mobius Records is definitely a way better movie. All right. Um, so before we moved on from film, I wanted to get to that. We do have um, a couple of segments we wanted to include you. I and mean, we uh, we do this show to give you a taste of what the weekly show is like. Of course, you can go to chaddukeshow.com and subscribe. Each week, we turn a couple of uh, takers, as we call them, that just listen to the free episode. We turn them on. They give it a shot. You got The good thing is you got a beautiful back catalog of shows to access. So if you uh, are looking for some new stuff to listen to, you got a year and a half worth of shit. Uh, that you get when you go to ChadDukeShow.com. I asked Tor to pull this audio. Um, uh, Jake Paul probably is familiar with most of our audience. Uh, I assume Conor McGregor is familiar with everybody, as is the one for both of these guys. They had a little back and forth on 
social media where they're talking shit. And the problem is, is that Connor responded to Jake Paul. And so then Jake, that gives him his platform to do yeah. what he does, uh, which is talk an enormous a bunch of shit. And here's what I'll give credit to Jake Paul about uh, Tor is that he gets a rise out of people and he gets results and he's not. I think he goes too far. I think that um, if you're promoting a fight, then this is just me. He, he goes a lot into the you use drugs, you're committing infidelity. I know you step out on your wife, all, all this crazy fucking shit where it's like, yeah, all stuff with Dana, you know, show me the drug test. All right, show me the steroid test, all that stuff. Like, but you better be squeaky fucking clean is yeah. all I'm saying. And maybe he is like he's been famous a really, really long time. And uh, his whole life basically is lived out online. But if you're going to go down those for me, it's always like I don't want to be a hypocrite. You know, like I know there's shit about me that I'm embarrassed about. And I know there's shit that I've done where I fucked up. And if I'm giving somebody else shit for something that I myself am capable of, well, then I'm a huge goddamn hypocrite. So that's the only part about Jake Paul's routine that I don't really care for. Um, but the problem is Connor fucks up so much and publicly so much yeah. um, as far as like the stuff in the bar with the, the videos with the women. And it's just like. You know, dude, you're you gotta you're one of the most famous people on the planet. Like you you're gonna get on a phone video for this shit. Anyway, so Connor basically accused Jake Paul of not being able to sell pay-per-views and uh said that he's a nobody. That's pretty much what the tweets went. There's a couple of video uh, visuals in this clip, but uh Jake Paul put out a what is it, about a two minute video? Yeah, two minutes. It's about a two minute video trying to bait Connor well. I don't think he's even trying to bait Conor McGregor into a fight, but we can get to that. Um, this is what Jake Paul responded to Conor McGregor with. Conor McGregor just tweeted at me because of this interview. He has to get active again. You know, who knows when that's going to happen. These are his tweets, and here's my response. Conor, Conor, Conor. You're more active on Twitter than you are in the octagon. Stop taking Trembolone and start taking fights. You're more actively cheating on your wife than you are in the octagon. Your priorities are mixed up. Put down the bottle and get back to fighting. You haven't won a fight in five fucking years, and the last time you did was against Cowboy Cerrone. Who hasn't won a fight? against anyone since fighting you i'm a nobody you say in this tweet well yeah you're right i'm just a fucking kid from ohio i really am a nobody but this is where you fought your sixth fight there's literally two people in the crowd and this is where i'm gonna be fighting my sixth fight madison square garden the mecca of boxing august 6th i know you'll be watching kiddo here's another fun fact in your 18th fight you made hundred and fifty thousand dollars. in my fifth fight i made 15 million you want to talk about pay-per-view buys nate robinson 1.8 million ben Askren, five 500,000. Tyrone Woodley won. 500,000. Tyrone Woodley, two. No one even wanted to see that fight. And we got 200,000 <laughs> pay-per-view buys. In the last five years, you've had zero pay-per-view buys because you don't fucking fight. You have a lot to say about me, but I'm sharing millions of dollars with underpaid fighters while you're sharing hookers with Dana White. It's a video of a chick doing the bad bit. Taping Connor while he's Sorry, Connor. I know your PR team is trying to hide that video. You shouldn't have fucked with me, Connor. This is my game. There's a new king in town. I'm running shit now. What's up, Connor? What's up? What's up? Last year, when I won knockout of the year, you were just getting knocked out. Fix your calcium deficiency, stop breaking your bones, and let's get in the fucking ring and make $200 million. Connor, no matter how you slice it, we're just not on the same level. I'm my own boss. Yeah, you made $100 million when you fought Floyd, but Dana took half of it. So no matter what you do or what you make, cut that shit in half. We went net worth for net worth. I would shit on you, Connor. Put the bottle down, get off of Twitter, get back in the ring, and shut the fuck up. Or I'm gonna put you back on a leash. Fuck you, Connor. Now, 
it's very effective, is what I would say, to get your a get your. I think the goal here is what Jake Paul is extraordinarily good at, and that is self promotion. Yes, and Michael Bisbing does it. Not Michael Bisbing. Um, Chell Sonnen does a good job of of, of pointing this shit out. Um, and, and to a competent person, it doesn't need to be pointed out. Jake Paul and Conor McGregor aren't going to fight. Conor McGregor is under contract with the UFC now. Dana White made a a concession when he wanted to fight Floyd Mayweather for a giant pile of money, but also it was Floyd Mayweather. It wasn't Jake Paul. It's not going to happen. That's why when Jake Paul is talking shit to Jorge Masvidal, he's talking shit to all these other these fighters that Nate Diaz that are under contract with the UFC, those fights can't happen because Dana hates Jake Paul and he's not going to let it happen. Now, whether or not Diaz can go fight his last fight in the UFC and then go have a fight with Jake Paul, we'll see if that fucking happens. But I don't think any of the, I don't. I'm sure he'd like to fight Conor McGregor because it would be a billion dollars, but it's not going to happen. So this is just easy publicity for him to get. And and the problem is also is if you're mad at what he says, a lot of what he's saying, you know, is true. It's true stuff. If and you say, well, oh, Tyrone Woodley, I don't know if he did 200,000 pay per views, but if you look, there's some UFC pay per views where like when they hit, you know, this many or that many. Oh, that's really underwhelming. Like it's like. That's that's pretty goddamn impressive. If you're of, of a YouTube, you, you, no nobody's really tuning in to see who Jake Paul is fighting. They're tuning in to see him get beat, right? Um, and to be able to fight under that those auspices and continue to win is impressive. Um, I don't like the cheating on the wife shit. Like if Conor McGregor is saying you can't move pay per views, I would beat you up, and then you immediately go to you're on drugs, you're taking steroids, you cheat on your wife. You, you're sharing hookers with Dana. It's like, bro, it would be like if you and I were going to square off for a fist fight and you pull out a tire iron. It's like, okay, well, now it's a different game. You've now. changed the circumstances here. So that's the one part with him where I've never really liked him doing that shit because I don't think you can walk back some of that shit. It goes beyond just promoting a fight, but he doesn't give a fuck. And that's why if you make a run at him, and you have any of that shit, like if you've got videos of you sleeping in a fucking bed with some strange woman sitting next to you. I hate that move, by the way. That move happens all the time. It's happened to James Harden. It's happened to a lot of guys where you're with the Instagram chick and, and then it's, yeah. she wakes up and you're with some clout chasing fucking, you know, I, I don't know what, what you call Instagram models because they're not. When a chick was a porn star, you could call her a porn star, right? Right. Or if she was in Penthouse or Playboy or whatever. It's like, oh, you sell your nudie magazines. I don't know what Instagram models or are, but they're still using their physical appearance and looks for money. Um, and not in a way like where I'm walking a runway modeling, you know, Gucci or, you know, Ralph Lauren or you whatever. Know, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit, none of that. It, it, you can't. It's, I, it's a bad, it's an awful bit. Sleeping next to one of them would be the worst thing you could possibly do, uh, no matter how famous you are, because of course they're going to be capable of sitting there and taking the fucking butt selfie. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think Jake Paul does this to get a fight with Conor McGregor. I think he throws as many lines into the water as he possibly can. And I also don't think he should fight Nassim Rahman Jr. or any of these guys that. Why? What is the fucking point? What are you going to get? Some sort of credibility? None of these people are going to give you any fucking credit. You you want continue punishing the fucking MMA fighters that are talking all the shit, the older guys. Like do that. I said to Connor, like stop trying to fight fucking Kamara Usman. Like go go back and fight. Find a bunch of Donald Cerrone like guys. Right. You know, a lot of guys with a big name that are maybe long in the tooth. Knock them out and continue to have a beautiful life. Who cares? 
this uh this Jake Paul video was it's it felt I know what it was doing. I think it did it well. A it, lot of cuts. It was a lot of cuts. It was it was a little ham-fisted for Jake Paul for me. You think? It, I think he's done some stuff previously that was a little more clever. Uh this was not as clever. He the it's using profanity in weird ways and places from it, it it didn't uh it didn't resonate hit home and, and dial up the exact anger towards him that it, it normally would because i'm like oh he's kind of he's kind of putting it putting on it right. the show right now. i can kind of see through it uh more than i normally could maybe um but it's everywhere and yeah. it's all over the place and and it's got to be weird to be Connor, because you're in a spot where all that stuff is true. Like he's lost his last his last fight that he won was against Donald Cerrone, and then he's you know he's fighting guys that are at the top of their goddamn industry, and uh, and he's losing. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like everyone's excited to see him fight. Everybody buys his pay per view. So every single fighter that goes, I love Michael Chandler, but the guy that he calls out is Connor McGregor. Like everyone does it because they know what it means if they get the fight. So you've got all of these assholes saying all of this sh- crazy shit about you. But the reason is because you're so goddamn successful at what you're doing is that they want to get paid because of you. So I I think I would – I don't know if anyone would care about that, but if I were him, I would spend more time focusing on that. It's like, why would I – the only reason why you're saying this is because you can't generate your own pay-per-view buys, and so you have to say my fucking name. Yes. Um, That's got to be a weird spot for him to be in. Right, especially when you look at Conor McGregor and his, his life and what he puts looks out pretty there. pretty good. It looks pretty good. It looks – if he built, he, spend your life building more more bars like the one that you built. Please put them everywhere. I want to go there. I want to live in it. That's what I. That's what I want to do. Uh, go, just float around on a mega yacht. That's what you can do. That's what. And it, it feels like a gnat to me. For for Connor living his life and just having a very annoying bug fly in his ear, but that bug fly is is saying some stuff to get him to start swatting at it. Yeah, and and then you know it. He should only be dealing with people that are going to bring something to the table for him as well. And, I mean, there's a very short list of guys like that. Um, that's why I think – I don't know that he could beat Michael Chandler right now, but that's one where I'd want because it's going to be a really exciting fight. Like It's going to be – it's the type of fight you want. It's a guy that's going to stand up. It's a tough guy. Yeah. It's going to throw hands. Stop. Khabib Nurmagomedov. You don't want to go against these fucking guys. Like Dustin Poirier, you don't want to go against guys that are going to do something that you don't – that you're not epic at and what you're epic at is standing in the pocket and throwing the fucking left and turning guys lights out yeah and he's better and rogan always says this like connor doesn't get enough credit for how good he is at that um but also there's been devastating injuries now and there's age and there's just you wouldn't know it looking at him i mean he's in great shape but like just because someone's got muscles you know if you're drinking and partying and celebrating, it's like that there's just if there's years of that that's going to be different than I'm toting a rock on the fucking bottom of the Pacific Ocean running to train my fucking lung capacity. Yeah, you know? and then the injuries are major injuries. I mean, Tiger Woods still looks like Tiger Woods, but one of his legs is mangled. Right. It's not the same. He can walk around and you say, "Oh, that's Tiger Woods. That's what he looks like." And it's, it's, he'll never recover from it. He'll never recover. Didn't he just do didn't he just fucking didn't he just shoot like a seventy or something at the? Where, where is he right now? He missed the cut at the oh, he European Open. I thought he did well. Open. I thought the the, the the headline I wore said he who gives a fuck, yeah. give a fucking rat's ass about that. <laughs> I don't even. I had to catch myself. What are you doing? <laughs> you asking a Tiger Woods question? Uh, what do we got coming up here, uh, Tor? We had some fun segments this week. Yeah, I was uh, I was happy with this segment in particular because it, it covered one of my passions. Um, oh, jokes. <laughs> the- 
<laughs> oh boy, <laughs> jokes that can't be said on the free show. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? Uh, we talked about uh, having bugs in the house and how to dispose mm. of them. That was rough. <laughs> I had a very, I had an unwelcome visitor in my <laughs> yeah. boudoir over the week. Uh, that used to be your life every night. It was, and then uh, we also discussed in that a, a, a an odd male tour family ritual with the horseflies. Oh yes. So you'll get to hear some of that. If you had any respect for tour, uh, you're 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 crowd favorite tour. I gotta say, the people listening to the show, they love you, but. Um, that's all going to end because when you hear this story and you realize what a moron we are dealing with here, um, it's sure to change a few opinions. And if you say, well, Dukes, it can't be as bad as Tord his father just staring at each other and clunking each other over the head with their fists, you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. So uh, if you heard it this week, it's certainly worth a re-listen. And if you haven't, oh boy, I uh, can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, subscribe, won't you? TheChadDukeShow.com. Uh, we'd appreciate it. On Saturday, July 23rd, Commonwealth Dry Goods is hosting Christmas in June and July. Be there to pick up the brand new Chad Duke Show Rodcast CD, experience the magic of the Christmas blow molds, and you will also have the opportunity to guarantee yourself the right to the Chad Duke Show Christmas bourbon, and that's only at Commonwealth Dry Goods on July 23rd. Last night, uh, what do you guys do before you go to sleep? You watch like- videos or read a book or watch TV or what do you do? You like can watch a movie. If you're, but if you're laying in bed, like what are you doing when you're laying in bed? Um, I look at bourbon auctions on my phone. Okay. All right. That doesn't sound bad. Although it, it keeps you engaged. You're supposed to kind of disengage your brain if you're trying to go to sleep. I never have any problem. I just put the phone down and get right to sleep. Okay. Well, that's nice. That's a nice problem. You do You do seem to be as... I'm sleepy. You're the as close to looking forward to death as anyone I've ever met yeah. because all you want to do is sleep all the time. My favorite thing to do. You told the doctor about that at all? That everything makes you sleepy? No, because when I'm up and excited, I'm I'm pretty gung-ho. All right. Um, <laughs> sounds like we're talking to a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh, just need my naps. Tor, can you just fall asleep, or do you have to do some stuff? For I, you? I'll scroll through Twitter. I'll watch. I've been... Um, What's been putting me to sleep recently has been like old video game restorations where guys clean like an old Nintendo oh, sure. Game Boy and they, watch a couple of those. They fix those up. I say, okay, that's that. It's just I don't know what it, it's the clicking sounds that they put me they put me down. It's one of the best bits about the algorithm, as much as we don't like it. But uh, if you start watching stuff, it kind of feeds you things that it'll think you like, and a lot of times you do. Yeah, um, I'm in a bad spot where I I think I've told you guys this. I watch the videos of the um, the blemishes getting. Uh, juiced mm, yeah. so whenever you know blackheads big zits lesions things like that um it started incorporating uh animals so i didn't know this cows get these giant fucking sacks on their uh legs and those farmers will go in and just stab it real quick and then it just dumps about three gallons of pus onto the ground and of course i shoot in my pants um <laughs> Where it's taken me last night, uh, I don't know that it's okay. It started showing me videos of ingrown toenails getting mm. dealt with, you know, where they mm-hmm. dig it out and they trim the thing, and there's all the infection and all that shit. And uh, I was okay with that. Like, I'm not as into those as I am. It's like porno, you know. You have your own different taste. I'm not as into those as I am the the juicing videos. The one that it got me to last night, where I had to I had to pull the plug, is. There are these doctors that go into like third world nations where people are walking around with no shoes and uh, they have all kinds of foot problems. And when I say they have foot problems, you can barely tell it's a foot. 
Mm. Um, and it's just a video of a guy with a disgust, the, the grossest foot you've ever seen in your life and a scalpel. And he's just slicing stuff off. And there's just stuff flying out everywhere. It's fucking wild. Um, and I got to be honest, at first I was somewhat interested in it. I was like, well, this is kind of because there's a payoff, constant payoff. Um, but the problem is, is then it gets you kind of into the foot world. And I'm not in the yeah, foot world. Foot I do not like feet. So then there was a lot of, you know, I don't want to get too into it, but there's when people have problems on their feet, uh, there's all these different ways to handle it that I didn't know about, including there's a guy that just has a straight razor and uh, he just slices the shit off. And then uh, it's incredible. There's never any blood like he just fucking is able to go. He's, he's perfect at his job. Um, so that was a, that's where I was last night. I was having this disgusting journey because I was I started off. But I just pull up and it'll show me like Super Mario speed runs. And then it, eventually the third video will be a juicing video. So I'll watch that. And then it started getting me into this weirder and weirder world. I can't even believe this stuff's on Facebook. Some of it. It's yeah. it's really fucking wild. Um, so my wife looked over and saw what I was watching. And she said, I'm leaving. And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, well, if you're going to be in here watching that, like I can't. I'm going to get sick. I said, well, you don't have to watch it. Like I'm watching it. She's like, yeah, but now I know what you're watching. And I got to get up. So she actually left the bedroom, <laughs> went into the guest bedroom. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. So uh, I'm sitting there. I'm watching the videos. And uh, the, all the lights are off. Okay? I love that you kept watching the videos. Yeah, well, I wasn't, you know, I don't go to bed until like 4 o'clock in the fucking morning. It's terrible. Um, the, the lights are off and the phone is on. So I have that kind of illuminated little six-inch, you know, bubble around myself. And I, under the corner of my eye, I see movement along the pillow the pillow that i'm laying on and it can only be a bug and uh we've got bugs before because ripley like we'll let ripley out we'll come back in there'll be like a beetle or something you know because she's rampaging around in the bushes sure it was moving way too fast to be a beetle so i flipped the fucking lights on and there is a big fucking spider on the oh. fucking pillow an inch away from where my head was and i go <gasps> you know i'm not crazy about spiders like i don't like them but i'm not as nuts as drab is where he'll set fire to his fucking car he'll burn down his fucking house all the cliches that we see online yeah. all the time yeah. kill it with fire i don't know how many times i've seen personal it. space though i swat this motherfucker off onto the floor and he hits and then i luckily i had a derrick henry football card in a sleeve uh, on my bedside table so i just smash it down on top of him and <laughs> you have, you have kill a, him you have a derrick henry card yeah in i keep it right next to my bed um <laughs> i smash him and i kill him dead and then i'm like what the fuck else is it like there's then like i'm off my game like now i know he was in here he's running across the pillow i don't know why a spider would run across the pillow yeah um so it kind of just threw me off for the next half an hour or so because i'm not scared of spiders for the most part but you know we have brown recluse in this area we have black widows in this area like i don't want to wake up and fucking have been bitten by and have a big abscess or some shit there's just a little spider spider house spider but um I know that there's some people that if that happened to them, they would be apoplectic. You know, it would it would be game over. There would be no sleeping that night. I, I did fall asleep. But on a scale of one to ten, spider running across the pillow, where would that land for you boys? As long as I get it, then I know I've sent the message to the others. Okay. I, I can qualify that in my head because especially when I was living in, in the folks' basement, yeah. that was my thing. If I get what I see moving around, because it was just bugs, uh, if I get them all that I see, then there's the mess that that's sure. the tone setter. The other bugs are seeing. Oh well, this is a battlefield. They're all dead. 
I don't know if I want to go charging up the bed. You think the bugs, I mean, their brain is the size of the head of a pin. You think they really are going to be able to, like, heed that warning from it, you? It was at least enough for me to get myself to sleep. Okay. So I could at least, because if they're chilling in the corner and they're tucked away, I'm like, ah, okay, they're tucked away. Sure. That's their, that's their deal. But they know if they if they cross that line, they're they're gonna die. Yeah, they so, cross that line in the sand. Yeah, so right, that, like that evolution. That was my own little self. Uh, 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 my, that, that was rationale. A little opiate, opiate for yourself before you go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I understand that. What would that be for you, monk? For me, on a you said on a ten scale. Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've had stink bugs, and yeah, and, they're and, nothing. And it what well, freaks you out because you don't know what it is. Right, right. Um, that feeling is like a. A six or seven because it's in bed uh the, the bed fact, part the, of it is the most disturbing yeah the fact that it's a spider probably puts that on like a seven and a half eight okay because, you, you know, wouldn't handle it well is what you're saying no I, i'd flail around and try to kill it real quick trust me i i got and then once i saw what how big it was i was okay but it, i think it's what you're talking about it's the unknown yeah like what type of a bug is this is it because every once in a while if you live in a house and there's woods around You'll stumble across a bug where you're like, what in the shit is this? Right. You probably saw enough of it out of the corner of your eye of the movement. You knew there were legs. Oh, there and, were legs and, and moving. There, there isn't. I saw the legs moving. I, uh, I'll i never forget our uh, shaky penis who used to be uh, work on the, the big old Duke show. He used to intern. Um, now he's uh, cuckold out in uh, Tennessee. God bless him. I love shaky knee, but that's that's where he is now. Um, he uh, he told me one time he was he was living in the basement. He had a bedroom in the basement of his parents' house, and they were way out in the woods. We filmed the uh, we filmed the mafia versus predator out there in the back behind his house. It's like a jungle. Um, that there was a spider so big in the basement that it woke him up hearing it walk across wow. like uh, a stack of books. Oh. That he heard it like clicking, and then turned on the light, and then saw just this monster fucking you know one of the things that uh, gore the god butcher would summon um i don't want to hear him i do not want to hear hearing him, no. a spider to me is way more terrifying than anything else because if it's big enough to make noise then it's big enough to fucking do some damage it's too much that's way too much i was lucky the you know all the bugs in my i, I would get them before they could get to full size before they could get you yeah, yeah yeah before they could get me any of the any of the big flying bugs you know they're just attracted to the uh, the phone lights, you know, sure. so if I turn the lights off, all right, here's the, uh, I'll put the flashlight up. All right, come on. Come on. You would have so many flying bugs that would be <laughs> well, if I hear buzzing it, around oh, your yeah. phone. Well, I don't feel like getting up and chasing them around with my shoes and, and waking people up. Sure. That's how I was swatting. Clomping my, around, my falling big, down the stairs. With my big shoes. Sure, sure. You should have put a bug zapper in your basement. That's something. Yeah. Uh, but I say, okay, well, you're going to come to the light eventually, dummy. So here's the flashlight. Boom. Swat. You're dead. And then we're good. I've never heard of people using a phone to attract a flying bug before. I needed to get them done, done with. How many bugs would you encounter in that basement? Oh, pr plenty. It, you know, there would be nights where I wouldn't go out. I'd just be like, okay, I'm not dealing with this. And then there'd be nights where like, I, you know what? It's enough. Enough you, you is gotta enough. You got to go. You're all going. You're all going. What would happen when you'd have the girl down there with the bucket of the liquid wrench? Like, would they? Would the bugs be an issue then when you're trying to get that done? The bugs are cleared out beforehand. Okay. I, I'm doing a, a full, a clean sweep. <laughs> you but could... I, I mean, just a piece of advice. You could get rid of the expired deli meats and all that. The probably food would help. Or the piece of dental floss that you yeah. run between your butt cheeks whenever you're in the fucking. I mean, bugs probably are okay with that. I, I, you know, the crickets were always in the bathroom. They liked it. it was cool, and all that stuff was there. But um, I've I've always been pretty good with killing the bugs. I, I everybody at the. At the pool would always freak out because it would be horsefly season. Sure. And then oh, I hate oh, a horsefly. And they'll oh, take a the chunk worst, out of your scalp, man. And at at, it, at times when it, they were freaking everybody out and it was it was thick. Uh, this is <laughs> uh, me and my dad would be in the pool. We developed a technique of of killing them where you let them 
always you and your father land killing on something. the opposite person's you, head no, and you, you're you smacking let them, each other. No, you let them land on your head. You give it a beat, a one count, because they're not going to bite you as soon as they land. A one count. You smack them off your head. You kill them. So and we, you just you and your dad smacking each other in the we, head in the we, pool. We might have killed two dozen horseflies one afternoon. Just, you have killed a few brain cells. I'm <laughs> guessing, just clocking a, each other on the head. It was a scene. <laughs> I have to have video of you and your dad just hitting each other in the head at the pool. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a, an expert. If I go to that pool, I, I'd say in a couple weeks. Why are there so many horse flies at that pool? It's every, it's every year because it's tucked away in the woods. That's why. Uh, it's right on the Potomac River, so it's, it's all a bunch of water, and the horse flies like Very it. Very buggy. Very buggy. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's cool until the horse flies start showing up, biting all the kids. They start screaming and yelling. I'm like, okay. Well, it's let, a horror show. And you're like, okay, well, because we're just trying to play water basketball. Right. And, and then the, the horse flies start coming. I'm like, all right, everybody just. Let it land on you. You hit it on your head. No one else could do it. And I said, because they're all scared. As soon as it lands on them, they duck under the water. It's a problem. And then you, you get them, you hit them on your head, falls in the water. You give it a big smack, it's dead. And then uh, you just put them in a little pile. Can you treat for those? Like, can you call and they can of fog course. it? Of course. sure you can. You know yeah. why they wouldn't? It costs money. That's why. I wonder how much it costs. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I think they said, "Hey, here's, here's I mean, the I'm, Gigantor I'm, boys. They'll be here eventually." I got that. Uh, <laughs> I got the pest. Was it? Uh, it's called Joe, not Azer, um, not Sniz. It's called Joe Mosquito or something. Um, and they come and they they spray in my house every week. I have yeah. them spray for gnats and for mosquitoes. They don't get them all, but they definitely make a huge difference. Like I went over to Adam. Adam McNair's got this beautiful setup in his backyard, and I got bit all the shit. And I'm like. Man, how can you have all this back here and not, you know, pay the asshole to come out and fucking fumigate everything? It's like it's Mosquito Joe. That's my guy, Mosquito. No free plugs, but Mosquito, hello there. I am Mosquito Joe. <laughs> I will not return your text messages. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's what you got to do. But it's a public pool, so they're not going to pay for it. Right. Yeah, oh, no, no, it's a pay-for pool. Is not, it really? Well, then, well, then, yeah, then, then, it was... then you should insist on them doing it if there are that many horse flies. Can you imagine these two just swatting each other in the fucking back of the head? What do you, what do you think all the kids are saying while that's going on? I got on? a funny mental. They were thanking us because they thanking. We had a big pile one day, and people were like, "Oh, good, you know, you nice collected job. them." We, no, we just put them in a pile so we could throw them out. You know, but you throw it, them, where do you throw them out? Just in the trash recycling can. bin. Yeah, just just the, the general tra uh, uh, trash can. Oh, I fucking hate a horse fly. I'd, I'd rather find a snake in the pool than fucking be infested by horse flies. <laughs> oh, I found this little tiny toad in my pool. It was a bummer, and. Uh, I was so goddamn lazy. I'm like, ah, the guy, I'll get him on Friday. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so he's still in there. <laughs> I got to get that toad shelf. Have you ever seen the toad shelf? There's like a little ledge thing that you install in your pool. And so when the toads are getting taken around yeah, by the out. pump, they you put it right I've in front of a little. Never seen the toad shelf. They get right in front of a little bin. They, yeah. can, uh, they can hop out. I've been battling the uh, Japanese beetles at the monk house. Oh, yeah? At the monk house, yeah. There's jokes. They're, they're eating up my uh, roses and my flowers. Oh, yeah? Oh. Yep. So I had to spray and... They're they're everywhere. They're dead. It's it's very satisfying. <laughs> you know, can put that big white trash beetle bag out in front of your goddamn house. Well, that, I hear those, those attract them, and it just attracts more. Um, I don't know. They're all filled with beetles. I do think you're doing the world a service because they're all the beetles are just sitting at the bottom of their dead. Yeah, George Ringo. People. I, I, I sprayed uh, my landscape guy said seven, so I sprayed seven on there. And seven, and they're dead. Yeah. Well, if it was 11, you, it wouldn't work because she could never get her powers back. Ever not once. It'd take 18 episodes for that to happen. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. 
you live next to an Orioles fan, well, you got to correct that. My God, can you imagine you come home and you see that flag hanging out, that big, stupid cartoon fucking bird, the dumbest fucking. They're also goddamn proud of it, too. And then when they overlay it on the Maryland flag, that looks like someone just yeeted their lunch all over a fucking uh, uh, duvet. Just an abomination. Get out of Maryland. It's what I say to everyone. Uh, call Joe Acer. If you want to move and you want to get away from Josh Stroka, I don't blame you. Uh, Mills, Twitch. Who else do we know? Fucking Coach G. Loser goddamn Baltimore fans. Wesley the Barber. Wesley the Barber. Take your fucking townie ass up to Pennsylvania. <laughs> goddamn. These fuckers, they don't go to no games. I'll tell you that much. Camden Yards is about as... There's more people here today to watch the show than go to see the fucking Orioles play the Devil Rays. Uh, call Josh Josh Stroka. Don't call Josh Stroka. Call Joe Azer. Say, hey, Joe. I notice you're wearing sweatshorts. Um, are you qualified to sell a house? And he'll say, yes, I am. And you say, okay, well, I'm going to trust you because Shude said so. Because I'm telling you, he can do it. He ain't going to look like it when he rolls up. He's going to be wearing that stupid, somehow the commanders, their main color is black now. I don't understand that. No one's talking about that. Like, So now their colors are so like black and maroon. That's what we're going with. Um, so Azer, he's all right. Um, call it, what is it? What the fuck is the number? 571-989. Azer, you, you, your, your neighbors, like let's say they have that outdoor movie theater and they keep watching Stranger Things season four out there. You got to get out of there. Move, even if it's to Woodbridge. No one wants to move to Woodbridge. He'll find you a nice spot at Woodbridge, if you can believe it. It'll probably be in a nice neighborhood. 571-989-2937. 571-989-Joe Azer. Actually, it's just Azer. His name is Joe. I've conflated the, the situation. Um, if, you need the, if you need the phone number, uh, message me. Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify, and you'll see all of the show's favorite tunes. We are back on the Chad Duke Show. As far as the... Let's take all the lethal bugs out of it, Tor. Let's take out the, uh, you know, brown recluse. Some of the spiders we talked about that can end your life. Sure. Uh, I know there's, like, centipedes and millipedes that are dangerous. There's the uh, all the stuff that that dude, um, what's that guy's name, Coyote Ugly? Was it, oh, the stinging guy that's always getting stung by st- the, the bullet ant. Like, there's these things that can sting you and just completely fuck you over. Um, but if we're making a list of bugs that we would rather not encounter. Um, I think horse horsefly has got to be in the top five. Horseflies uh, are tremendously awful. Uh, I mean, a wasp, they're small and quick, and you, you feel like you get a good swat at them, but the horsefly is so big and dense. Wasps also not as aggressive. Horseflies, for whatever reason, want to fuck you up, especially when you're in a pool. Did I t- <laughs> I don't know oh, why. Yeah. Did I tell you about my horsefly story on a horse? Horse, You had a horsefly on a horse? What horse could hold you? I When I was a, a, a child. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yes. I Poor would horse. Uh, I would ride horses, go to camp, do all that fun, all that stuff. A lot of white privilege. Um, sure. Yeah. You had, By the way, Tor went to Turks and Caicos when he was 17 and gained 14 pounds in two days. That's how much privilege we're talking about with this Zero gentleman. Zero red stripe left in that. In- <laughs> Dukes, you better not go looking for any red stripe down in Jamaica because I just drank it all. Red Stripe and Bud Heavy were the two Americans. <laughs> they do. I, I heard it. I heard that the Bud Heavy is popular. I think they're Bud Heavy. Uh, shirtless Puerto Rican always tells me Puerto Rico Bud Heavy is one of the go-tos. I guess. that's. Uh, <laughs> Stephen from Belfast says in Ireland, people love Budweiser Red Label. Fucking crazy, man. 
the 14 pounds, no joke. Uh, and then especially when you, right across from your room is a, is a a la carte uh, French Dude, bakery or whatever. I could be, I could be butt funneling Everclear and I wouldn't get as fucked up as when I drink <laughs> butt heavy. I don't know why, but if I, cr- my brother sometimes will bring over one missile silo of butt heavy just to start the night off. Yeah. And I'm drunk by the time I'm down to the bottom of it. I don't know how it happens. I'm sorry. I digress. Um, but uh, the, um, I was on a horse doing a little trail ride, um, chilling. I like my horse. Got a cool, you know, it's a trail ride. You're having a good time. And then uh, a, uh, a horse fly, you know, the horses are swatting them. I'm swatting them. That's, that's what I'm doing. I knew from a young age I would have some skill at it. But I, uh, <laughs> That you would later, of course, redefine on top of your father's head. Right. As we just learned. <laughs> no. And for some reason, a horsefly uh, bit another another girl's horse. So that horse threw her off. Oh no! And then there's a big commotion, panic, and they, you know it's a 17 year old counselor who's trying to trying to wrangle him in and get the horse at the the girl fell off the horse. Oh she, no! She's crying and yelling. Well, you could die falling off a horse, right? <laughs> I, I'm sitting. I'm sitting like, whoa! This is this is getting real here. Yeah, yeah. And in my distraction, a horsefly lands on my nose. Oh lord! Stings me right on the get nose. Get the fuck out of here! Right, I'm sitting Rudolph. Uh, uh, the whole time. I mean, it, what did that feel like? It, oh, it was hell. It How was, many horsefly stories do you have? <laughs> These are my two big ones. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but it gets me right on the nose. I'm like, I, I might have been 10, 11 years, just crying, just crying like a little baby. Wow. I'm like, hey, give me off the horse. No I, shit. I, I would don't do want to sit on this horse anymore. By the way, I would do that today. <laughs> I'd cry if I got a horse st- stung in the face by a horse. I've had the horses step on my feet. I'd rather have that than the horsefly. I don't know about that. I, the, all of it. You ain't walking away from that. <laughs> the, um, that is tough. But I'm sitting there at, at the at, at lunchtime. We're drinking the juice and oh. eating all the the food. Everything. Like, what happened to you? The horse fight got me around the nose. I, I, my face is all red. I'm mi- I'm like, <laughs> how old are you? Oh, 10 or 11. Yeah, you couldn't even have a brew dog. No, I was just sitting there like way better. You know, I was trying not to cry the rest of the day. Like a little, it was being a baby, but but it, it was an awful experience. That's terrible. Um, and you didn't even kill the thing. It no, got, it, it stung it, you and got away with me. it. It's flying around somewhere in, in, in Staunton, Virginia, yeah. ju- just, just having a blast. That's why whenever I've ever ridden a horse, like, I mean, I like horses. I like looking at them and in movies and TV shows. Anytime I've ever been on a horse, it's 90 degrees out and there's horse flies everywhere. It's just, it's a recipe for an environment that is uncomfortable. Oh, it was Coyote Peterson. That's the guy, yeah. yeah. If, you ever, if you ever want to larf, uh, watch Coyote Peterson. Just let bullet ants sting him <laughs> on the fucking, there's the tarantula hawk. I'm going to put it on my ball sack. It's like, all right, bro, fucking enjoy that. Uh, while we were taking um, a, a brief respite there, tour, uh, is it a tweet from Robert Griffin III? What did you bring up? Yeah, it was a, it was a tweet. I guess he... Um, I don't think he developed the graphic on his own. He could have, but um, there's no chance. <laughs> I don't know who's in his camp that that's that's helping him put that out. Um. So the big controversy last week we talked about it on the show was that the ESPN put out was it a top ten quarterback list? Yeah, with the executives and players, sure. and all that stuff. So players voted on this, GMs voted on this, and um, Lamar Jackson isn't on the list. So of course Ryan Clark goes crazy. Everybody goes crazy. Um, but it's you know, I think a lot of people agree with that. That's why it's so difficult to analyze Lamar Jackson because he's an MVP caliber player, and if he's on your team, you're never out of a game. And you're like, well, that should be enough. Well, it's it's not that easy. So um, Griffin is, 
I think what I can confidently say is that he is one of the thirstier motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. I don't think he's a dumb guy. A lot of people don't think he's dumb. I don't think so. Um, I think that, uh, you know, he actually fucking seems to be pretty good at analyzing football. Um, I don't know if he would have had a different environment when he got drafted like if you flip that and griffin goes to the colts and luck goes to the redskins yeah what conversation are we having right now i don't know but i do know that as soon as i saw that dude there's two things he did where i'm like oh you you're off one of them was he got asked he had like some crazy fucking like sleeve wristband combination where he would go out and he would have like a big long sleeve on the wrong arm and then like some crazy fucking thing so the uh they asked him about it and he started like listing all of his teammates he goes why does santana moss wear a fanny pack in the middle of summer it's like dude don't bring up your teammates yeah talk about you you know like that seemed off and that was kind of early on in the whole thing the second was when he went to the browns finally after the, the redskins thing was over and he showed up in like a volkswagen passat like look at me driving this old car yeah I don't know if people in Cleveland knew that, but the reason why he did that is because Alfred Morris, who was a running back for the Redskins, showed up in this to camp in this, I think it was a Civic. It was a, a it was, very old yeah, Honda. It was like his high school car. And it got a shitload of run. Like, all the local media picked up on it. I think it was on ESPN. And then, like, everyone loves Alfred Morris. But Alfred Morris is also, you will never hear anyone say a bad word about Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris was like... The people's champ when it was the the story about his his touchdown celebration with the baseball bat yeah. after playing with the, it, it, all of it. He's a great. He, yeah. He's awesome. And as a former Redskins fan, I always will have great affinity for him. So Griffin sees all of this run that Alfred Morris gets, thinks that because he's in Cleveland, he can just manufacture it and shows up in a, a 1998 Passat or something like that. And I was like, oh, dude. You care way too much what people think. Yeah. Like trying to manufacture this fucking story. I'm like, oh, man. You're... And this is when he was going there to be, I believe, the starter. Yeah. Uh, he's such a down-to-earth guy is what, is what he wants people to think. You know, he doesn't care about the material stuff. So all, all of this, and this is you know, before the alleged walking in with the CD of plays I'm not going to run, the dad in the locker room, the dad on the fucking practice field, like just all this other shit. He's just kind of a weird dude. Um, but honestly, I like him on TV. I, we've talked about it on the show. I don't think he does a bad job. I think he does a good job. But he puts out this fucking list um, on Twitter, you know, a week after there's been this huge cataclysm in the offseason football community. How dare we not put Lamar Jackson on the top 10 list? Yeah. And his t he puts out his top five quarterbacks to build a franchise around. Is that what it is? Yeah, top five quarterbacks to, to start a franchise. Now, keep in mind, he did – he was – Lamar Jackson's backup, I think, for two seasons. Yes. Uh, it was quite bad, from what I recall. It wasn't very good. No. Uh, he lost the job to Tyler Huntley. Yes. And then uh, he did. That, that, now he's just uh, working in media. Um, but from five to one to start a franchise. Let's he hear it. Justin Herbert at five. Okay. I mean, he's a good quarterback. I would say he's in the he top five. certainly should be in the top five. Yes. And this is, this is it's a different conversation to start a franchise. Right. You're probably not going to say Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Or any of the older guys. Yeah, Russell Wilson wouldn't be on the list. Probably he, not. He's just behind. Uh, he's just older. Sure. Um, number four, Joe Burrow. Top five. Four, huh? Well, I guess you could make the argument he's had some pretty severe injuries. Maybe you're worried about some longevity. But uh, 
that seems a little low to me. Joe Burrow might be number – he probably would be number two on my list. Uh, number three, Josh Allen. That's number one. He should be number one. Yeah, that's number one. It's not even close. How, how old is Josh Allen? 26? Uh, he is not old. Uh, Josh Allen's number one. Number two, uh, pa- yeah, he is 26. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at two. Okay, if, and if number one isn't Josh Allen, it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> right. Right? I would say so. <laughs> so Josh Allen's 26. Uh, Mahomes is 26. Burrow, Herbert. I'm trying to think. Is there anybody else that would be on the list? Uh, Maybe Kyler Murray? Could put Kyler Murray on the list. You never know. Uh, Derek Carr, could he be on the list? I'm not sure. Um... Any other quarterbacks that jump to my- oh uh, Mac Jones possibly Trevor Lawrence possibly be on the list yeah absolutely um, who's his number one number one of of Robert Griffin the third's top five quarterbacks to start a franchise Lamar Jackson yeah, Lamar Jackson I've never heard of him but Lamar Jackson of course is the uh, <laughs> the quarterback of the Ravens um I think if you had him in a top five because of his age and his resume I don't think I could argue with that right. I don't even think it's it's that crazy because he played with Lamar Jackson and he was his backup and he he was you know on some incredible runs that Lamar Jackson. I think that this is if you know Griffin and you know how desperately like he wants people to kind of be on his side. Um, that's what this is. Is that it's, it's a week after he was left off this list and everybody went crazy. He's like, oh hey look, he's number one on my list. You cannot put anyone above Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes if you're starting a franchise. He's both getting. I mean. He's getting killed in the comments, but the Lamar apologists, he sure. got him. He has him, and he, he has him wrangled up. That's what he got. But he, he also doesn't understand, like, people can see through that. That's the one part about what he does is that when he does something kind of – if he did, we talked about this a lot. If he just sat around talking about football, he's a likable guy. He's fucking good on the camera. Right. He's good on the mic. It's like he could be the tits. Tebow. Yeah. Didn't pan out. He's great on college game day. Yeah. It's when you do this, everyone can see through this. Like, this is pandering shit. Um, it's not that big of a deal. But the problem is, is what he wants, people can see through what he's saying to say, this This is why you don't believe this. this he's not is, being realistic. No, no, no. It goes, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, I will let you decide which order that comes in. Then Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, I'll let you decide what order that comes in. And then everybody else. That's it right now. Yes, we all know that for the young quarterbacks. For the young it's, quarterbacks, it's plain and simple. If I gotta win a, yeah, if I gotta win a Super Bowl next year, that's a different conversation. Because then Aaron Rodgers comes back in, right? And Tom Brady comes back in. Yes, all those guys. Russell Wilson. Whew. Just don't have Lamar is starting your franchise. No, right? no, and I'll be interested to see what happens with Lamar. Because if I'm the Ravens, I know this sounds crazy to her, but like everyone's like, you gotta win a Super Bowl. Well. I want to go to the playoffs, and I want to win the division, and I want to sell out home games, and I want to, you know, X- there's so much more. No one wants to hear this, but there's more than winning a championship. If you sign Lamar for another five, six years, um, he'll still be under 30. He'll still probably be able to run most of those years. You're going to have a lot of success. Yeah. And I always use the argument, give me a ticket. Give me a ticket to the dance. Give me relevance. I want to be a playoff team because anything can fucking happen in the play. Look at what the Bengals did last year. The Bengals had no business beating the teams they beat in the postseason. No business going into Nashville, going into fucking Kansas City. Right. And yet they did. I mean, how happy do you think the fans of Indianapolis were with Peyton? They got one ring out of it. Sure. But they were in the, in the hunt. Every year every you're going to win 14 year. games. It's like, and it's hard to win Super Bowls. 
We all get fucking buffaloed by Belichick and Brady. We all think that's something that can happen. It can't. Right. And then when it when it doesn't happen, it's a fluke. It's, it's Philly, ha- Philly winning. Right. Give them 10 games. Philly winning, Tampa winning, Baltimore winning. Like Think about how many. And also, what do we have? So we have the Patriots, the Steelers, and the 49ers. Right. Is there any other dynasty you want to throw in there? You could talk about maybe Washington. There, there's some teams that got, you know, went to th- we went to three Super Bowls, one, two. Yeah, there's teams in there. Maybe the Cowboys in the 90s? Maybe, yeah. Put the Cowboys in there. I, I would even put Buffalo in there. You go to five Super Bowls in one fucking generation, you should right. be in the goddamn conversation. You, you, you're telling me you don't resign Jim Kelly because you don't think you can win a fucking Super Bowl? No, please take me to the Super Bowl again. Yes. Give me a shot at those assholes another time. That's what that's what you should want if you're an organization. That's what Lamar Jackson can give you. Um, one last thing, and then we will uh, move on. I posted this. Uh, we have a, uh, a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show, and there is a thing called Facebook subscribers. And basically, it's a way for you to support the channel. Um, I think it's four ninety nine a month. It's pretty cheap. And yep. uh, one of the things you get is you get all of our video back catalog, all the video shows that we've done. But another thing you get is you get access to this private chat. And I posted a question to the people in the private chat that I said, hey, I want to be discussing this today on the show. And I think you're going to have some strong opinions on this tour. Were we to throw out pizza as its own entity, okay, which I believe it to be? Sure. Because you went to Italy recently, correct? I did. Pizza in Italy, very different than pizza in America. Yes. And then you have Chicago pizza, you have Detroit pizza, you have Sicilian pizza, you have New York pizza, you have upside down pizza, thin crust, hand toss, you know, all this bullshit. If we're going to take pizza and just kind of push it off into its own fucking universe, which I think it deserves, um, which food do you prefer better, Mexican food or Italian food? Here, I Here's where I get hung up on this. Very tough question. It should be Mexican food for me, 10 times out of 10. Okay. Uh, but the Italian meats, an Italian sandwich. It's a great point. It almost it, – because it, – When's the last time I've had a uh, 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 pasta primavera or a- a- anything like that? I don't. I don't. I don't eat. I don't go to Italian restaurants. Sure. I'm not always having spaghetti and meatballs. Or I don't even know. That might be an Americanized dish, but whatever. I'm not. I'm not having Italian food as much as I'm having Mexican food, and it, it just. I don't think the flavors compare. I don't think that the. I guess if you drink wine, maybe you like Italian food a little more because uh, it pairs better. I like a big. I like a big Mexican beer. With my Mexican food, I think you're being a little disrespectful of Italian food. I think I think chicken parmesan is uh, one of the most fantastic. And people eggplant parmesan, veal parmesan, like that dish by itself could conquer entire industries filled with food. Um, I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I could very easily make an argument for Mexican because. Some of the most pleasurable meals I've ever had in my life are Mexican meals. Right. And I think you're right about the beer pairings also. Like, Peroni's fine. There's not a lot of Italian beers out there that I enjoy, and I like beer a lot. There's a lot of great Mexican beer. Um, The Italian sandwich (laughs) with the mortadelle and the fucking salamis and the pepperoni and the fucking the spicy ham and all the different things that are on the capicola. Uh, the mozzarella. Give me like, the olive oil. Give me the season. All of it. The fucking, they put the peppers on the top. I don't even know if that technically is Italian food. I don't know if that's something that we've bastardized. And it's like New York Italian. But if that's included, that sandwich, well, what are we talking about? Like that's that sandwich is the perfect. When Monk brings those big Italian subs up here, you're like, there's nothing walking through that fucking door that I would like. I would prefer whatever you have in your hands to the sandwich I have in front of me right now. I don't now. think that there's a better sandwich. If every sandwich is made to their best, 
pulled pork could maybe give it a run, but it's still not better than your best Italian sub. Their most also Italian sub is more consistent. Even if you go to a shit chain restaurant and you order the Italian, it's going to be passable. Right. And, and, then if you, and then if you go to an authentic place, you, your life's going to change. And even if they put something weird on it, it's never going to be as bad as someone just putting on coleslaw onto right. a pulled pork sandwich, which I, I've kind of grown into. I, I've kind of accepted it. Okay, here's a little bit of you know diversity in the in the in the in the sandwich. I I, I get it. I understand the appeal. There's no other sandwich topping it. Um, but if I'm putting it over the, I don't know if I can put that sandwich over all of the 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 variety in the mexican food and i know people are going to say it's just beans rice and then and then your proteins and your cheese it is it's a lot of repetition and also the meats and cheeses like cold cuts and then like that's that's some of my favorite shit on earth like yeah. do we do we give credit to italian food if i make a fucking charcuterie and just include that shit like what about those fucking you know the uh prosciutto wrapped mozzarella oh, sticks fuck. is that italian food i think it would fall under the jer- uh, under the umbrella it's just it's it's tough. There's no there's no Mexican food snacks, unless you're. Are we giving them tortilla chips? No, I. Because I don't sit down for a Mexican meal without eating three pounds of fucking chips and I, salsa. I think we. I think we. <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me. I need some more chips and salsa over here. Where's that queso? The Brodox will go out for some chips and, and, and a couple. Sure, tacos. you just you just whore the fucking. <laughs> yeah. We'll take one taco and seventy five pounds of chips. Cheap ass motherfucker. Oh, they drive me nuts, the bro dogs. Um, <laughs> it is a tougher discussion, I think. And it's not as pedantic as hot dog sandwich bullshit. Um, and the great thing, I think, also, Tori, is you don't have to choose. But if you want to just go off of repetition, like, my wife never says to me, let's go out and get pasta. Right. Never. And probably twice a week, she's like, hey, man, let's get some fucking tacos, you know? Let's get some burritos. Let's get something working here. And I'm not even talking about the trendy shit. I realize like Chipotle and Baja Fresh. I'm throwing all that shit out. Right. I'm talking about greasy fucking Mexican joint, hole in the wall, Italian joint. They're right next to each other. Which one are you walking into? It's hard. I think I'm going to get I think I'm going to get my big hangover burrito. I think that's where I'm I'm lying. But if I'm it's cold food versus hot food. It's the best it's the best word. If I'm putting cold sandwich versus the hot the hot burrito, I think I, I would lean towards the burrito, no, which is know, so, so tough. The big piece of fucking meat with the sauce and then all the <laughs> fucking bed of pasta underneath it. I love rigatoni so much. A little fucking, you line them up real nice on the, real nice on the fork. <laughs> I never make tacos at home. I make a big pot of spaghetti like once every fucking couple of weeks. Now I'm trying to think what I've had because I've, I don't know how many cans of Chef Boyardee sure. raviolis I've just eaten. Just did, yeah. why, why eat? Why but does eat that it count? I mean, that's such an American I, bastardization. But yeah. it's still, I mean, dude, if you get a fucking baked ravioli with the fucking cheese on top mm. and then you stick, there's there's nothing better than that. Nothing. I defy you to find something that tastes better than that. Yeah, but then you got the enchilada. The problem is, is also, I, I, we, we've also said this, after I eat Mexican, I almost feel like I ate a weed gummy where I'm just kind of cruising. And after I eat Italian, I am fucking racked out for at least a couple hours. <laughs> like it is a wrap for me for the rest of the fucking day. Where who are we giving mozzarella sticks to Italian? Do you have the balls to sit there and say you like something better than mozzarella sticks? Because I don't know that I do. Now again, this is a fat American version of this conversversation. I yes. understand that. The white wine and the sugar. We're not talking about all that, all the seafood. 
I mean, you think about it, the the seafood. Like, if you go out for Italian food, yeah. the, the mussels and the clams. Fuck like, if you like what? seafood, it's not even a fucking question how my dough flows. Oh, that's really fucking tough. I don't think we're going to come to an answer here today. I, it's it, I get it. You didn't include. I know it was just a one or two, one a one b. It was just those two. To me, those are the top two. You wouldn't eat Chinese foods. Your three. I love Chinese food. Chinese food's great. It don't even. It's not even. You could fire all the Chinese food in the world into the sun. Oh, what about a good dumpling? I love a good dumpling. You know that. You, you ever had a pot sticker? Oh God, what are you talking about? <laughs> there, there were pot sticker nights at school, and it was just it was pot sticker time. That's they call what, you the big pot sticker. That's what I've been, I've been told about some people. We will wait till they're hot. You know, g- you give me to. give me the fresh ones. Move out of the way, non-athlete. Let me let me eat the whole tray. Let me say this: I'm not crazy about peanuts being in my food. I'm not crazy about it. I love peanuts by themselves. I snack on them constantly. I don't need peanuts in my food. Yeah, there's too many scallions. Um, I love Chinese food. orange chicken, General Tso's chicken, all of it. It's all great, That's Mongol. Great. You're very Mongolian beef. Just give me all the, give me the MSG. Give it to me. I don't a care. One, whatever it is. Buckets of MSG. Uh, I like the fried rice. I like the lo mein. I don't, they don't even fucking ask. But I don't think. I, I don't think it's in the same weight class. It's like, I don't care how good Alabama is this year. If they play Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're going to lose by 70. Right. And to me, that's that's Chinese food. Uh, but it does serve its purpose. It's like um, it's like if you had a team of Navy SEALs, you like you don't want them to go and try to negotiate like funding for a new park in your neighborhood. Yeah. But if you need to whack out a crazy fucking drug lord, and it, it's like the right tool for the job. And that's what Chinese food is. Chinese food in different spots is like the most important meal you could possibly have. It's a great hangover food. Great hangover food. And it's also... It's great leftover food, too. Great leftover. And then I'd say it's a great Thursday night meal. Thursday night, okay. give it to me. There, maybe a Friday night watching a movie. That's but, a great call. But also you got pizza on Friday. Friday night, we don't have plans, and we're going to sit around. That's a perfect Chinese. Yeah. Uh, let me say this about that. As Mexican food, as much as I'm ready to hand the crown to Mexican food, it don't keep. And I know that no, the bro dogs, right. when you take old tacos there, they'll eat them out of the trash for two weeks. No, I understand you know, that. You know it. But if you were civilized and you guys had money, that shit would be thrown the fuck away because it, it does not keep in any way, shape, or form. Whereas all of this other food we're talking about, like spaghetti the next day. Oh, it's fantastic. I don't know. I had a two-day-old Taco Bell taco. It was uh, a couple weeks ago. How'd that go? I don't know. I did. I, I just left it in a bag in my car. Sure. I, I, for some reason, I didn't finish the bag. Which right. I'm like, who do you think what, you are? What happened? You have I, a stroke? I, I don't know. <laughs> Take it to the emergency room as soon as the show's done. It was weird. Uh, but I'm like, oh, I got a taco in my car. Well, I got to say. I'll get to that. I got I to give you credit. I've never. I, I am incapable of leaving a taco in the, in the bag. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong. It wouldn't happen. I'm so <laughs> thorough. <laughs> When I got a bag of fast food, there ain't a ketchup packet left in the bag. There's not oh. a napkin left in the bag. I don't know what it was. It, it just got it got me. So I'll get back, I'll I'll get to this later. Oh, uh, uh, I finally have my one complaint about Chick Fil A. By the way, what? Um, they 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 are so meticulous about everything. One of my favorite things about Five Guys is the the effervescent French fries. Yes, <laughs> just, they're just, you just get a sack full of fries no matter what happens. Now, they're charging you eight bucks. They're not doing you no favors. But I love the sack full of... Every fucking order I get, I don't know how they figured out a way, but those waffle fries nestle perfectly in the holster, and there's not like seven or eight of there's them sitting at the... There's no Never. rogue fry. I don't know how they do it. I don't even think if you had a buddy on the inside, he would give you rogue fries. 
McDonald's, you got a guy working. You got a friend that works right. at McDonald's. He's oh, dumping he, another he, shovel he, full the, into the just, bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give oh, me, give me five dollars. I'll give you, I'll give you eight McChickens and, and a whole bag of fries. Do Deal. You think, do you think they train that? Do you think that's something they that's like in their have curriculum? Because it can't be a coincidence, right? They do everything so. Per- probably why they have waffle fries. It's like we can't control these crazy fucking shoestring fries, right? You know who else does a good job of it? I got to say Arby's with the curly fries because that's such an epic fry and a big one. Like if you get a big, that's a substantial amount of French fry. Right. I don't usually find those in the bottom of the sack. It's a bummer. The bottom of the sack because you're just like, McDonald's okay. McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. They'll spray and pray with those French uh, fries. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. I love that. Dude, do you like a, 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 this is a crazy question, but do you like a, an old McDouble as much as a fresh McDouble? They, they're different. They're, they're, I, I think we were talking about this in the break of the last Fortress film when right. Orgy Beer brought the McDoubles up. When that cheese gets settled in and it's like glue, right? I'm all in. I, and because you're like, well, there's a pickle coming here. Somewhere. And the pickle is so clutch when you're getting an old McDouble. It, you're like, okay, well, th- it's not as fresh. It doesn't have, the, it's not a juicy burger anymore. So I'm like, all right, let me power through. The pickle is the salvation. Yeah, yeah. The hot, do you remember that scene in, um, you ever see Analyze This? I have not seen it. It's not a very good movie. It's Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro. It was a huge hit. I think it made a billion dollars. But basically, Billy Crystal is uh, a shrink, and Robert De Niro is a mob boss. So he's going to the shrink. I don't know if this was in the height of The Sopranos where that whole dynamic was happening, but this was a comedy. Um, And there's a scene where Billy Crystal's trying to figure out why Robert De Niro cheats on his wife. And he says, I do things with her that I can't do with my wife. And he goes, why can't you do them with your wife? And he says, she kisses my kids with that mouth. Okay? Yeah. The fresh... <laughs> okay. The fresh I, McDouble. I, I, you already know where I'm going? I got you, yeah. <laughs> the fresh McDouble is the wife. Okay? It's the one you want to live your life with. It's your reason for being. It's your partner. The old... <laughs> Cold McDouble that's sitting in the back of the fucking minivan or whatever it is. Yeah. That's your Gumar that'll do all the disgusting shit that you need to do so that you can continue to operate as a human being in this society. No lights on when eating it. You're just, 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 you, you go. You don't want anybody seeing it. Nobody see. You don't want anybody knowing. I would rather my wife walk in on me blowing <laughs> Ant Man than oh walk Lord. in on me eating as many old. <laughs> Double cheeseburgers I've eaten in my life. Three day old. I mean, ones that have been. I came up here once for Big Owen Dukes, and there was, you know, you find a sack of stuff up here. Yeah. It had to be three days old. <laughs> it was a Tuesday to Thursday. Like, Holy <laughs> shit. I, I felt like the luckiest man on the planet. <laughs> just, that's fucking just nuts. eviscerating it. That was so good. All right. Um, that's enough. That's more than enough. Old Big Chicken keeps too. Okay, man, you ain't lying about that. What is that about? What? It's not real food. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Is there anything? Is there any food better than chili? As far as it is actually better when it's old. I think chili's the king. Because I just stick the whole pot. Like I like hot chili, but you stick the whole pot in the fridge, and then the rest of the week I'm just. Huh? Yep. Huh? <laughs> oh, you're still here. <laughs> Get off. Yeah, you're getting that work, <laughs> yeah. and it's gonna look exactly in the toilet the way it did going in. <laughs> yes. Well, that's just maybe that's just me. <laughs> Um, thank you for listening to the show this week. Hey, if you just listen to the free show, that's fine. But take a second, leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate that. Make sure you're subscribed. Also, follow us on social media. It is at Chad Duke Show on Instagram and Facebook. We're always there. Uh, and consider subscribing, ChadDukesShow.com. Tor, thank you. Yeah, a lot of good stuff this week if you are interested in subscribing. It's been a really good... Solid week of shows. Solid, solid week. Very good stuff. 
Uh, check it out. You get the whole back catalog as well. All right. Have a beautiful weekend, everybody. Of the Go See Top Gun Maverick. If the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you back here on Monday. Roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to that and friends if you. Ta-da to fucking you. I'm pouring chill, pouring.